0: Hi, Natalie. Hi, Jeff. Here we are doing our first podcast.
1: Here we are. It's our first one.
0: What do we got? What do we got on the show today?
1: Well, I think we're going to start off with a talk between you and Jackson, which I'm so excited for everyone to hear. I think it's so lovely to listen to, and he plays us some sweet tunes, too.
0: Excellent. And then we got uh, Wyndham doing Tom Jode, which I think is amazing.
1: Yes, that's a Woody Guthrie tune. Yeah. And throughout the show, we're going to listen to some pretty obscure 78s from Pat Conti.
0: Oh, man, that sounds great. Are you ready to hear it?
1: I think I'm ready.
0: Let's go. It's the Jalopy Corn Dog Hour with your hosts, Natalie Jordan and Jeff Wood, recorded right here at the fabulous Jalopy Theater and School of Music in Red Hook, Brooklyn. So... Without further ado, here we go!
2: Human name. Dr. Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey, he's a great man for a Dr. Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey, gather information for a big report. He asks her lots of questions along the road and write down the answer in a secret code, which he sent to Indiana to his office cop. The they figure of the average like a baseball score. This baseball called Cole Bring lots of praise, and many a fellow's eyebrow raised. I wonder if the blushing bride on the knee is watching a 1000 or three <laughs> Dr. Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey, May a great relief one Dr. Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey, kind of information for a big report. All kind of excitement when the book comes out great big headlines and the newsboys shout. this is are quoted for line after line. The Russian is bomb only make page nine. My own experience with the human dish. Is they're not always everything a better wish. You just get them cooking and they stop their toes. And sometimes I just block it in their libido. time by the
1: Kinsey Report by Jamaica Calypsonians, a country band that was recorded on a small West Indies label called Calypso with a K, sometime around 1950. That vocalist there is Lord Levy. Jeff, what do we have lined up next?
0: Next? but I love that song. That was a great song.
1: That was a great song.
0: And writing Mento music about the Kinsey Report is just, I think, is a gas. It's just, (laughs) you can't stop smiling at that. (laughs) Uh, next, we're up. We're uh, we're gonna listen to the interview with Jackson.
1: Oh, I love that. I loved sitting in on that.
0: Yeah, this is uh, uh me and uh, my friend Jackson Lynch having a nice long talk about getting together. We're gonna hear some songs and uh, about Jalopy and Jalopy Records and all that sort of thing. Are you ready to listen? Oh, I'm ready. Excellent. I am sitting here with my excellent, good old friend, Jackson Lynch.
3: Hello. Welcome, Jackson. Do you What's have a middle Jack? name? Yeah, but it's... Did no one knows it? I don't know. I mean, some people know it. My wife knows it. I don't know it.
4: Well, we I'll don't tell have you, to say I'll, it here. I'll tell you off
3: the mic. It's very... All right. It's, uh, it's Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson
0: Deborah Lynch. <laughs> I wonder what your mother was thinking of when she gave you that...
3: We the, can just call you Debbie from now on. Debbie, yeah. <laughs> Jackson Deb Lynch. Deb sounds good. There you go, Deb. Um, so we...
0: Uh, we're doing when it. Did, when did we meet, man? That, how long ago was that?
3: You were 16? Uh, no, I think it was 17. It was you the were summer of 2007.
0: Oh, I wow, had, that was right after we opened.
3: Yeah. We don't... Yeah. Um we uh i had been doing like apprentice work in red hook like when i was like 14 my first year of of high school i would come down here and and uh i was doing um apprentice work working on instruments uh with this guy uh billy fiorella who worked at retrofret at the time yeah um and uh yeah he was teaching me a little bit of guitar and then he was he got like real busy with doing instrument work and then he was like how about I just show you some things and uh, you know I did that for a few years or like a couple years and then he moved out first upstate and then out to LA
0: Yeah, he and moved right when I got here yeah and I think we yeah, almost you guys didn't we meet each other almost passed each other yeah. in the country as we yeah, went the opposite yeah. direction but I did get six to meet him a couple of times but only later
3: right or no yeah, back I mean, he then would, too
0: no no um, he had He'd, uh, I met him with you I think when he was visiting
3: oh yeah years later yeah years later but uh, somebody that I met uh, through him who lived in in uh, Red Hook it was like the summer I guess between my oh. junior and senior year yeah um, I was looking for a summer job like well, all it was, kinds of crap it but, was uh, Frank it was Frank Palmer yeah Frank Palmer um, that got um, us he together called, yeah. like I had looking for these jobs and I'd never like officially worked you know like in a job job right um and i have been like uh, rejected but <laughs> like I was gonna work at like as a counselor at like a summer camp uptown and I was like I didn't actually want to do that but I was like ah, oh, maybe I'll make yeah. some money doing that anyway they rejected me and then I swear like beginning of the like long the next of day yes right <laughs> the the next day Frank called me up and he he's like oh there's this new place Jalopi um, uh, Jeff and Lynette they just opened this venue uh, Jeff's looking for somebody to help out with instrument repair give him a shout give you a shout yeah. came down here I remember you guys it's like empty in here you guys were just eating ribs yeah really oh no yeah yeah, yeah. for sure you guys were just sitting at the counter eating ribs <laughs> And, uh, and I Lin- don't remember that. And, of course, Lynette was, like, so nice. And uh, and as were you. But first, right. she was, you like know, she's dad, the though, shining, yeah. shining yes. ray yes. of sunshine. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah, hon, uh, <laughs> let me find Jeff for you. And then you took me down to the basement. And I like, think I just started, like, the next day. You were like, oh, yeah, just come down tomorrow. I did that with a lot of people then just to see if they would show
0: up. <laughs> right. You know, if, well, if you show up. Then we'll do something. Yeah. And you showed up. Did we? Did I already have the basement in the shop? Or the? Did I ever have already have the shop in the basement, or was I still working up here?
3: Well, you had the full wood shop in the basement, like all the yeah. big tools. But
0: but I think I was still repairing up here. Yeah,
3: we of. were doing it front, well like front of house or yeah. whatever you want to say. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were up here like doing instrument repair, right? Here in the storefront for at least a couple years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, before we I, moved into the dungeon. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because
0: I had built that to be the repair spot. But then it became Lynette's desk.
3: Oh, you mean yeah, yeah, the, the front. The yeah. front, like upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you bringing me downstairs and and the wood shop was in there, but like you guys were still new, so it was like you had just been building this stuff, so it was kind of like uh, kind of wild, wild down <laughs> in the basement. You were like, yeah, don't worry though, we'll fix it up. Uh, yeah, and now it's pristine. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: yeah, you could just eat off the counter oh, down there. God, they, yeah, if you don't mind SpaceX st- uh... strychnine and <laughs> And hardwood dust in your hamburger. Mm yeah, I always prefer a little walnut in my hamburger
3: myself. But... I spent a lot of time in that basement over yeah. the years. I mean, I more time we're talking I we're talking, what was that, 2007, so coming on 15 years, dude.
0: Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, you were just a kid.
3: Yeah. and You were shorter than me then when I first met you. Was I really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you didn't get tall like this until you were like 20.
3: yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you had had that big little, last little spurt there. Yeah. Yeah, That's where we've been calling you all. (laughs) Um, Okay, Debbie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dev is back. (laughs) Um.
0: Uh, All right. When did you start actually playing here? When you start playing Roots and Ruckus and stuff.
3: The. The first time I officially played was probably in 2010 because I went to Ireland for a year, right? Yeah, when you were 18. Uh, Were you that young? No, no, I went because I graduated high school and then I went to, um, well, I took a year off and then I went to college in Ireland for a year. Uh, dropped out, <laughs> and then came back. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so that was 2020. I was 20 years old, and I'd been playing a lot. Uh, Not 2020, it was... Oh, sorry, tw- 2010. 2010. Yeah. Uh, 2010, I'd been playing a lot, and then uh, when I You remember were, playing mm-hmm. Ruckus the first time. I was, like, 20, and...
0: Oh, so when you came back from Ireland was the first time yeah, you played? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Because you just were just starting to learn the fiddle when you left. No, no. I, I started learning the fiddle when I came back. Oh, really? I probably picked up the fiddle in 2010. So it's been like 12 years of that. Okay. Yeah, because you played guitar and banjo. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I learned, I started learning uh, banjo in high school and guitar when I was like 12 or something like that. Who was teaching at banjo? Nobody. Oh, you just started? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was probably a little before coming here that I started messing around with the banjo, but I don't know what I was doing. And then being around here, I saw some of the, like, in, uh, as opposed to watching banjo player videos or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just, like, uh, old folks playing banjo on YouTube or whatever. It was only uh, after, yeah, coming to Jalopy, seeing... You know Eli Smith even, uh, and and other banjo players playing here and Pat Conti of course, um, that that I started to actually kind of figure it out because something about just being around somebody as opposed to just watching a video, yeah, which is kind of funny how that works, but um, yeah. So guitar, banjo, then Ireland, then here, (laughs) uh, played Roots and Ruckus, then picked up the fiddle, yeah. And now what I was play it like? the electric guitar. <laughs> I'm moving what? through the 20th century.
0: What was, how was it the first time, or the first few times on at Roots and
3: Ruckus? Mm. Uh, the first time I played Roots and, I mean, Roots and Ruckus, I think for so many people who play various kinds of like traditional American music, or singer-songwriter music, Essentially, just like not pop music, Roots and Marcus is uh, people of my generation is like um, it's a hub, you know, uh, especially in New York, because f- as big as New York is, there aren't that many places to play. If you're coming up, you know, if you're trying to cut your teeth, playing playing whatever you do that fits here, right? Um, uh, Roots and Marcus is. It's a great place, uh, just to get a gig as you're passing through, or if you just live in New York, and um, it's like next level after like playing open mics or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, First time I played, I was, you know, I knew Roots and Ruckus, and it was like such a great scene, and still is. Uh, You know, I was nervous because I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna play Roots and Ruckus." Yeah. Carol is gonna yell at me. Yeah. Um, no he's not gonna yell at me, but Well. he's gonna give me that hard love. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. Why don't you play us a song? Alright, yeah. You got um, some in my actually mind? I'm gonna play a banjo song. Because um I don't know, I just I never play banjo as much as I did back then, right? Yeah. And uh so, um, uh, yeah, Wild Bill Jones, I'm just gonna play it. Song a lot. I haven't been playing much banjo recently.
0: Where's that song come from? You know.
3: I mean, it's an old ballad. I, I assume. Uh, I've heard everybody play it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, have I mean, ev- yeah, got recorded a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, I kind of know it from the playing of Doc Boggs, um, who's a Virginia banjo player, um, and he recorded that. I mean, he recorded in the 20s, but um, that's kind of like... Well, he he recorded that song in the 50s or 60s during the folk revival or something like that at a festival or like a live show, and I I listened to that recording, and that's kind of like the the version I like of it. and I I play it different than him, but that's what I go from on that one, Wild Bill Jones. Does he... Yeah,
0: he doesn't do this sort of frailing thing that you do, did he? Well,
3: yeah, he, he, I don't know, he he plays it really simple. um, Like, I I think maybe, I don't know, I mean, I I don't know all the terms for the ways that you play the banjo, but he plays it pretty low down, pretty sparse, very deep, and, uh, you know. In his older age, he had nothing to prove, so he could just play. He (laughs) could just play really, really simple stuff, and he had a great voice, great banjo style. I just, you know, put too many notes in it, just like Mozart, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Too many notes. Too many. Too many.
3: Just cut a few. Too many. And
0: uh, it'll it'll be much better. (laughs) Well, sire, which ones did you have in mind?
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Amadeus.
0: I love that film.
3: Oh, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Um, I've been... Would well, You've been playing fiddle a lot more. Yeah. you mostly playing fiddle. Uh, yeah, I play fiddle a lot. I mean, a lot just for fun, and a lot for fun playing with the Downhill Strugglers, um, the Old Time String Band, uh, that I play with, with Eli Smith and Walker Shepard, as you know, of course. Of course. Um, and John Cohen was with you guys for many years. Oh, uh, man, I mean, yeah, definitely. He uh, You guys definitely molded us, you know. Um, or he was, we molded ourselves to, yeah. to, to his example um, in many ways. And He
0: was probably 80 by the time he started traveling with you guys.
3: Mm, nah, he must have been...
0: He what nah, was. he
3: was probably in his mid seventies because it was a good ten years there. Oh, really? At least for me, I mean, Eli and Walker had known him a long time. Yeah, before me. Um, but yeah, it was a good ten years, and oh. um, yeah. You guys did a lot of road together, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. What was John like on the road? Uh, he's the best. Um, just. I'm, Doing I don't long know. driving miles, and one of us, you know, or we were trying to be one of him, I guess. <laughs> um, we just listen to music on on the in the car, talk shit. It was great. We can curse on this, right? <laughs> yeah, we can do anything we want. Okay, maybe you can peep it later. No, cut it, cut it. <laughs> um, yeah, John was an absolute. Uh, mentor and inspiration yeah we were all sorry to see him go mm. indeed
0: but that last year it's I can't stop talking about it that last year that he was alive he published three books didn't he or it two books played at two or three major festivals he was you it was know it's incredible how much yeah, he finished no that year. he
3: was he was a serious worker and uh, yeah doing good work um obviously uh yeah never stopped would never you know absolutely he he passed the way he lived just just working and making great art music photography jokes he had some good jokes um you got one until the end oh man <laughs> no, not at this point, because the one I, I can think of is too dirty for the uh, World Wide Web. And that's yeah. saying a lot.
4: <laughs>
0: that is saying a lot.
3: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Well, you and I, you know, I guess since the boys were born, we haven't spent as much time together, but you and I, I, I remember much of our working relationship being in the basement of course mm-hmm. and just heckling the radio oh yeah yeah it was because we we were either discussing history
3: listening to music yeah or making fun of NPR
0: basically yeah yeah making fun of the people's voices and
3: yeah <laughs> I, yeah basically yeah just being idiots basically yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been a treasure Men.
0: yeah
4: <laughs>
3: The, uh, the a pleasure and, a and the privilege. Um, uh, we're going to take a quick break here to uh, talk about the um, scholarship program of Jalopy Theater for uh, being an idiot with me and <laughs> Jeff in the basement. Well, we had a couple of takers for that. If you think you're smart, we can change that. <laughs> And we're back. Exactly. Anyway, uh, banjo music is like... (laughs) (laughs) Like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, yeah,
0: if you like that. Yeah, I've always really enjoyed that myself.
3: What about a fork on a plate?
0: Yeah, that's always a fun one. That's
3: that's mandolin.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, banjo mandolin, the worst of both worlds.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's chocks on a fork on a plate.
0: Well, let's talk about Jalopy Records and your your recently released album on Jalopy Records. Yeah, um, our tiny little. Yeah, we're not so tiny anymore. We've gotten to be like we have more than forty albums.
3: It's crazy. The the uh, yeah, I, I love I love everything that's coming out on Jalopy Records. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really sweet thing. I, I love just in general throughout at least the world that I know of um, in in music and uh, just all the kind of record labels, startups, and things like that, people just doing it themselves. Because it is a different paradigm these days um, when it comes to yeah. the recording industry and, you know, for unless you're, at the top of the charts or whatever, but everything is so fragmented or pieced to. Uh, I think it's pieced cor- out to, to the thing. people. Yeah, yeah, it's great.
0: It's made recording accessible yeah. to the world. Yeah, That's- it's
3: like Jalopy Records. There's also like Mashed Potato Records in yeah. New Orleans that I'm a part of with with uh, Jackson and the Janks um, and. Yeah, I, I love it all. That, um, is that
0: really is that Sam's and Sam
3: Doors's, or is it sort well, of Sam Doors? Sam Doors is definitely a part of that, and I mean he's one of the mashed potato heads, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, and then there's Duff Thompson, and but uh, just everything uh, that they're putting out is great, and everything that Jalopy Records is putting out. Um, We've got some good stuff. You, I think, yeah. you're on
0: three records of ours.
3: No, four. Because you got
0: the. Well, I was. You got the ten inch.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I did. And then. Well, first of all, there's the. I think the first thing was uh, the uh, Brotherhood of the Jug Band Blues. Yep. That was on. That was the second release. And yep. it's in Jalopy Records early days. And That's then a great record. I've been on the Downhill Struggle. I was on that stuff. one too. Yeah, you were yeah. on that. Playing the bass, the bowed bass, uh, and then I was on, yeah, uh, uh, the downhill strugglers, and did the the two oh, solo yeah. records, two solo records, the the seven inch one, the seven inch series, which is great. Um, with, I mean, how many people put out seven inches? Like ten or something 12, like that. I think. Twelve. Twelve. Right. Oh one yeah, per one month. per month. Yeah. With with the likes of Rashad Brown, Jerron Paxton, Walker Shepard, Eli Smith, Mamie Conti, Mamie Minch, uh, and
0: Tamara Korn is tomorrow, on that one with yeah, Mamie.
3: yeah. I mean There's a bunch. So many. Um, yeah, and then uh, most recently, uh, my solo record, uh, the uh, all by my own Some, which I guess I Well we did obviously recorded during COVID. With yeah. uh, John Atkinson of Big Tone Records, um, yeah, who's a great recor- like uh, recording engineer, great musician himself.
0: Well, if you remember the also the, uh, we never put it out on a on an LP, but we recorded the Whiskey Spitters album.
5: I know, right? And that's, yeah,
0: that's on on Bandcamp. It's on, It's only digital, but we there was a CD though, wasn't there? I don't think we ever produced that as anything physical. Yeah.
5: Did we? I don't know. I don't know. Who remember.
0: knows? <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was a good record though. Why don't you play something off your your new album? Oh
3: yeah. Um okay, yeah. I'll I'll play this one um that was on All By My Own some. Uh, it's called Let's Leave Here. And I don't play it like this on the record, but I, I kinda wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know can be the judge. is this one of yours yeah this one I wrote yeah uh, let's leave here
5: Graggle the way she sang she opened up a door. Th- sips hey. night wasting day by the fireside bright sound outside enough to jump me out my seat just a clothes clay shop clerk on his last sweet sweet <laughs> the gates that drop the silver stop at the shop on the corner the gates that drop the silver stop at the shop on the corner We gotta leave here before something happens, gotta leave here before something happens, gotta leave here before something happens, gotta. Traffic lights changing could make a sound. Shake it up and shimmy it and turn it around. So come concoct a potion and guzzle it down. Reverse the motion of this one horse ghost town. The gates had dropped a silver star at the shop on the corner. The gates had dropped a silver star at the shop on the corner we gotta leave here before something happen gotta leave here before we gotta leave
0: got to say something about this guitar, what you're playing. Do you know the story of that guitar? No. This is an SS Stewart. It has no peak in the neck, so I think it's probably from the 30s. Mm -hmm. And I was down in Red Hook at PS15 at at the school, and they had a... uh, a flea market going on down there and everybody was just selling stuff oh, at you tables me this. Yeah. and this guitar was sitting up against a table but the neck was broken off of it and i walked up and the lady recognized me and she said oh you're from jalopy but i was picking it up and looking at it like wow this thing is really beat i don't know and she said oh you you just take it you you just keep that thing and she said i found it in the garbage <laughs> Wow, and I I've had it in my house for eight, ten years or something, just sitting in the corner.
3: No and so way, you take it. you've had the, it that long? No, no, the
0: lady. Oh, she that I got that. it from. Oh yeah, yeah. She she had gotten it out of the garbage, just out on the street, and it's, it's just sat in her house because she thought it was cool and she wanted to get rid of it. She gave it to me, so I put the neck back together and screwed it back together. It had it had been badly repaired yeah, yeah. several times before. And I hung it on the wall, and then within the week, my friend Charles Puckett, who has been coming here forever, he sing,s in our in our chorus and stuff. Charles comes in. He's he's got this face on. He looks at it like, that's my guitar. That's my Stewart. He said, I, the neck broke on it a long time ago, and, he threw and I it put out. it out in the garbage, <laughs> <laughs> and and here it is back up on your wall. Where'd you get it? <laughs> so it, it made a long run,
3: yeah. back to. I love this guitar.
0: It's a great. It, it's, it's a harmony. You know,
3: you just cracked neck. You just, it you just, neck, you just it. bolted it together. God, yeah, I, I, I love this guitar.
0: Yeah, it sounds good. It's all throaty mid range. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like my other one, my recording king. Mm-hmm. They're exactly the same gu- t- guitar. Yeah. Which I think they're both they're both harmonies. hmm And they just stuck
3: their name on it to say it. Oh yeah, it to yeah Stewart they did that. It's a, a great guitar. guitar. Quality guitar with a busted-ass heel. Busted.
0: That thing's in three pieces. Yeah. Someone had already done that repair with the screw, and I just pulled it all apart. And... Mm.
3: I like guitars like that. Yeah. They don't have to be fancy. No. I'm going to go see Willie Nelson tonight. You are? At Summer Stage. Oh, man. In Central Park.
0: That sounds great. Yeah. I would love to see him. I've never seen him.
3: Oh man, you gotta do it. Um, I saw him this time last year actually in uh, Saratoga Springs. Um, man, he's he's old, but he's still got it. Like I mean, his voice, yeah, his playing, he doesn't stop. Yeah, he has not wavered in any way. Man, he's <laughs> killing it. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um. I don't think I've never been to
0: Summer Stage. Is it a nice there? No.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's in Central Park.
0: Well, I think we're sort of running out of words.
3: Okay. So why don't you play us a fiddle tune on oh, the way Oh man, you're gonna make me do that. Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, what am I gonna play on the fiddle?
0: I don't know. You don't know any songs on the fiddle, do you? Come, tell us first. Tell us where you got this fiddle. Oh my God! Yeah, that's
3: oh, that's a good story. Um... This is uh, my, I guess you would, it, my mother-in-law gave me this fiddle um, as a Christmas present, and her uh, her father built it, um, Richard Franklin. Um, he was living in Colorado, and he built this, I guess, in the 70s. And um, yeah, I love it. Like, since she gave it to me, it's my go-to fiddle. Um, but he
0: wasn't an instrument builder, was he? No,
3: yeah, he built fiddles. Oh, did uh, he? But I don't think it... I, I should talk to her for the, the full story of, of him and his life. But my understanding at this point is um, I don't think this was his profession, I think. Yeah. He, but, but he very much built a lot of fiddles. Because uh, yeah, it's a, it's a I mean, it's, it's well-made, but then you can also see, like, some things in it that are a little uh a little wonky but all told like that and that's just cosmetic yeah but in terms of actual build yeah it's great um Richard Franklin um and uh yeah I love it uh, I've been playing I mean I've had it now for that was yeah some years uh December of 19 so yeah Couple years. I'll do something that I don't sing. I haven't played this in a while, but it's like an old kind of fiddle blues. coming Jackson. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie. So such a pleasure to be here on uh Jalopy Radio. Yeah, it's it's so new, we don't even have a name for it. I know. Jalopy uh corn dog Hour. <laughs> Brought to you by Deb. <coughs> I think Deborah. you just named it. Yeah, Deb. Uh, the Jalopy Corn dog Hour. I Thanks love you it. Y'all. This you has been really fun. Love you.
1: Alright, up next we have a tune called Masanga by Jean Bosco, an original Galatone 78 released in the 1950s. First on a 10 inch 78 and then had many incarnations later, but this here is the original.
0: Excellent. Let's listen to it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go.
6: Ndani na mwenda ndi ya yetuja do vile, ndi apiti yetu ya bulu, baba busu ana Nde mtoto mtoto yule ya bayeke, nde mwambie mwenye singoya ya upanga. Neu ma bie papa bo go Ba yeke, when they ule man be ye, who le boscoa ba yeke, Kana muke, kasi pona buana tumba, ni kamankinga ya si pona la beo. Nanimu vala mava ya. Nanimu vala shebla. Nanimu vala mava. All
0: right, Natalie, this is the last thing on our first podcast.
1: Wow, Jeff, this has been such a joy for me. I'm so happy that we got to work on this together.
0: Me too. We're going to do all sorts of... This is the beginning of of great things, I think.
1: We've got a lot to look forward to, I think.
0: Absolutely. Well, I heard uh, this... There, our last thing is... Uh, is uh, Wyndham Baird playing a song by Woody Guthrie called Tom Jode. It, uh, it's a retelling of John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath but in a song form. I had heard it before, but um, I don't know where. But then at the Washington Square Folk Festival, this, uh, this was that September? I,
1: guess I don't so remember. Late August. I late think. August. Mm-hmm.
0: It was a great show. But Wyndham came, I think this was the first song he sang. And it's just such a tome. And he did it so well. He gave me goosebumps. I was completely amazed by his performance and we really just wanted to get him on our first podcast um, uh, singing this amazing song. So here comes Wyndham doing Tom Jode.
7: Tom Joad got out of the McAllister pen There he got his parole After four long years on a man-killing charge Tom Joad came walking down the road Poor boy, Tom Joad came walking down the road Tom Joad, he met a truck-driving man There he caught him ride. He said, I just got out of the McAllister pen On a charge called home his side a charge called home his side that truck rolled away in a cloud of dust Tommy turned his face toward home he met Preacher Casey and they had a little drink but they found that his family they was gone they found that his family they was gone he found his mother's old fashioned shoe, found his daddy's found little muley and muley said they've been tractored out by the cats they've been tractored out by the cats tom joad walked down to the neighbor's farm found his family they took preacher casey and they loaded in a car and his mother said we've got to get away his mother said we've got to get away well, the twelve of the Jodes made a mighty heavy load, but Grandpa Joe did cry. He picked up a handful of land in his hands, said, I'm staying with the farm till I die. Staying with the farm till I die. They fed him short ribs and coffee and soothing syrup. And Grandpa Joe did die. They buried Grandpa Joe by the side of the road. Grandma on a cal- Side. They buried Grandma on the California side. They stood on a mountain and they looked to the west and it looked like the promised land. That bright green valley with a river running through it, there was work for every single hand. They thought work for every single hand. The Joads rolled away to the jungle camp. There they cooked a stew. And the hungry little kids of the jungle camp said we'd like to have some too. Said we'd like to have some too. Well, a deputy sheriff fired loose at a man. Shot a woman in the back before he could take his aim again. Preacher Casey dropped him in his tracks. Preacher Casey dropped him in his tracks. They handcuffed Casey and they took him to jail Then he got away And he met Tom Joe by the old river bridge And these few words he did say These few words he did say I've preached for the Lord a mighty long time Preached about the rich and the poor Us working folks, let's all get together Cause we ain't got a chance anymore got a chance anymore well the deputies come and tom and casey run to the bridge where the water flowed down but the vigilante thugs hit casey with a club and laid preacher casey on the ground poor casey they laid preacher casey on the ground tom told he grabbed that deputy's club hit him over the head And then he took flight in the dark rainy night and a deputy and a preacher lying dead two men a deputy and a preacher lying dead tom joad went back where his mother was asleep he woke her up out of bed and he kissed goodbye to the mother that he loved and said what preacher casey said tom joe said what preacher casey said Well, everybody might be just one big soul. Well, it looks that way to me. Everywhere that you look in the day or night, that's where I'm gonna be, Mom. That's where I'm gonna be. Wherever children are hungry and crying, wherever people ain't free. Wherever men are fighting for their rights, that's where I'm gonna be. That's where I'm
0: That's the end of the Jalopy Corn Dog Hour with Natalie Jordan and Jeff Wood. Can't thank you enough for listening. So from all of us at the Jalopy Theater and School of Music, if you're not out there loving each other, you best get to it. So long.